The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir. Good morning, Boston. Hello and welcome to the Boston Podcast brought to you by Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. We are recording from our secret podcast bunker somewhere in Westwood, Massachusetts. It's actually not secret. The home of the Boston Podcast Network, pod617.com. And if you want your own podcast, we encourage you to check us out. You can come visit the studio. What the hell? The door's open, the microphones are hot, and the coffee is cold. Oh, we got to make some new coffee. Uh, Problem there. Anyway, uh, so if you know me, you know I'm constantly talking about uh, TV, movies, and needless to say, podcasts. I've got one of the best podcasters in town and and one of Boston's best podcasts. If you haven't listened to it, it's called The Boxers. And with me today here in studio is the great Wesley Burrow. Wesley. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know if I would throw great around as much as you did, but I certainly appreciate it. Oh, you know, take as many greats as you want. Absolutely. so the Boxers podcast, so I discovered it probably about a year and a half ago, but I was kind of looking around for the town's best podcasts and um, as we started up Pod 617, and there aren't a lot, and um, yours is excellent. So on the Boxers, they I'll let Wesley um, tell you uh, because it's a lot better for him to do it, but the box represents the the idiot box, or no, any, anything you watch in box form? Or? Basically, anytime you are watching something at home, it's, right. it's coming to you in a box, whether it's your computer screen, your television screen, or whatever. Uh, when we first started the podcast, we really wanted to uh, hopefully get tied in with Redbox because we did a little internet oh. search. We did a little internet search, and we realized that there was no podcast at all connected with Redbox. Not even Red, even Redbox themselves as a corporation uh, didn't have a podcast um, with, now Red, with, Redbox, their own, uh, with their own... Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. Redbox is... The, sorry to interrupt you. No the, the, um, the standalone sort of vending yeah, machine thing you go and, and it spits out a DVD. Right? Yeah, it's, yep. it's, a, it's a blockbuster that they turned into a kiosk, right. basically. Uh, I mean, Netflix has killed everybody... Um, you know, it's it's just so much easier now with on demand and all those things to to wait for the movie that comes out. But Redbox is still kind of kicking it. They used to send you uh, things in the mail, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but now but they tried to do, uh, attack Netflix like that, and they ended up on sorry kiosk contractually obligated every yeah. time you say Netflix. That's why I was searching for the <laughs> the button. I was panicking. The so, the lords at Netflix, we almost bowed down to them, right? Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were like, "We're going to raise prices." Okay. Yeah. We're like that's fine by me. We can't say no. No, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm just about sixteen bucks now. So yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that would be one of those good. How much would you pay things? Like, there's there's what something costs, and then there's what you kind of think it's worth, but then there's just how much you would pay. Right. You know, you're at a you're at a ball game on a hot day, and there's a beer that's. 750 and people going oh, I can't believe a beer is 750 and it's like and they have two honest, in their hands yeah <laughs> it's like to be honest I would probably play 50 bucks right now because that's just how much I want the beer right so you start the pod and how long have you been doing it for uh this is our third year uh if you go and find us on iTunes uh the boxers podcast Marcus and Wes yeah. um I do not recommend listening to anything in that first year. That first year, we were re- really trying to find ourselves. Uh, it was real, uh, real messy. It was mm-hmm. ju- just a messy operation. Uh, but luckily, we kind of fell into um, how to format, what to, how to keep it so that we were being interesting, but also having an opportunity for both of us to talk. And, and reviewing movies without spoiling movies is really difficult, but somehow we found a way to do it. That is hard. And, and you, 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 certain episodes says spoilers and certain says no spoilers. Yeah, so we do a, we do a segment called Hot Garbage, which is if a, if a <laughs> movie, name. yeah, if a movie is just absolute shit, like, yep. it's, it, like there's, there's no redeeming quality to it at all. Um, and we both agree that it is ter- a terrible movie, then we call it a hot garbage and we let everyone know, hey, 
in order to tell you how terrible this movie is, we have to tell you everything in the movie. <laughs> and so, and so it's, it's, the, it's a the complete, movie's punishment is it gets yeah, it, is that it, it gets, gets ruined because we're telling you not to see it now. Um, most of our hot garbage episodes are our highest listened episodes, and it huh. gets the most reaction online. So it's one of those. I think maybe there there might be its own podcast uh, yeah. there avenue to take, but. Um, but people really, you know, they like trash in movies. They like to hear someone get real that hot could, and, and get upset about a movie. You know, this could be the first podcast spinoff. I don't think I've ever heard of a podcast. Well, I'm sure there are some. But, right. you know, this could be your uh, The Jeffersons, you know, Hot Garbage. <laughs> hot Garbage by Wesley Marcus. Uh, so you get um, uh, a following. Well, you know what I was going to ask, which I forgot. The, the the people that chime in on the, bad, on the hot garbage, are they – defending these movies are they coming oh, to the no. movie's defense or are they just like we agree this is terrible yes so uh we actually we accept uh, we have an email address uh the boxers podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and people actually send us audio recordings from their phone of a movie that they've seen they want to warn people about and so we'll either uh play it and re- react to it or we ourselves in searching for a good movie to podcast about fall upon a heap of garbage like uh, Darren Aronofsky's Mother, uh, which if you've seen it, uh, some people talk about how great it is. I think those people have brain damage. You um, might recall when you and I met last year, it was one of the things we talked about because uh, because I hated that movie just as oh, much. <laughs> it was it was a travesty. It was, I mean, I use this term loosely. Um, you know, it was an abortion. It was just like, <laughs> I don't even know, you, you watch it for an hour and a half and your, your brain hurts. And, you know, you're trying to find the symbolism. Like, any movie that, that perpetrates that it's a good movie, that it's art, yeah. and then it's just like... Who was the lead actress in that? It was, um, it was somebody big. Yeah, Jennifer... Um, J-Law, J- J- uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah. And she, she shows her boobs, which really, that might, I mean, for well, like Uncle yeah. Buck, that might be like the, the best... Uh, best part of that movie but um but it really was just like you know oh no and then you know and then the best is when you have people that are trying to defend it well you know if you think about it that you know javier bardem is god and mm. j-law is you're like uh, you're you're just trying so hard like well, can we just enjoy a movie is yeah that possible right and it had it, it it went from bad to worse i think because at first you kind of don't know what's the there's some unseen force in the movie some underlying thing you don't know about and then by the time it's done, you ca- or halfway through, you just get confused. And oh yeah, there are the it aimed it aimed way too high. It oh. tried to be these these religious these these biblical themes oh, somehow. The, the last twenty minutes is a is a complete mind f. Like yeah. you, you, like it it each scene each section of the house is turning into something different. Yeah, and it's going through like a time. It's you know was it critically made with you know Darren Aronofsky's style and was it visually appealing and uh, okay sure but it was just it just sucked it just sucked so hard <laughs> and um and actually recently we did one on First Man which uh, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people I haven't seen yet, enjoyed so. First Man I thought it was terrible okay. and one of the reasons why I thought it was terrible was again because you have this this really good director uh, Damien Chazelle sounds like he should be like a member of InSync um, <laughs> but he, you know he's he's made some really great movies and he he does this okay we're gonna do a, a biopic on um, <clears throat> on Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Mm. That sounds awesome. It sounds so good. And then Neil Armstrong is this stoic asshole yeah. who who you can't squeeze any emotion out of. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, is is that the actor doing that, or is that the director who told him to just behave like an idiot? Yeah. And then while you're seeing these gorgeous action sequences of them in the rocket, you know, this utterly tense moment. They're in a rocket being exploded to the moon mm-hmm. and you don't see anything the, you're trapped in the cockpit and so you can't see so any of the, they like, wanted you to see it through armstrong's stoic eyes right apparently which, yeah which is great except i i've never been to space i don't know what a spaceship looks like <laughs> right. i i know because i've you know i saw apollo 11 you yeah. know that movie but you got to show me a shot of the thing flying in the air apollo 13 apollo i don't, 13, I don't mean you. to correct the expert no that's fine i'm not an yeah. expert by any means but <laughs> yeah yeah you know there's a fine line between a dislikable character who is compelling in some way right hannibal lecter you oh. know um you know Nicholson and the, that first Batman. Perhaps you, right. you can't take your eyes off, and even though it's not like you would ever want to go have a beer with that character, 
or someone who's just dislikable and dislikable to watch also. Right. So, <laughs> so, well, and, and yeah. think about think about like okay, so so I, I might uh, I might get some people up my back on this one, but think about Star Wars. Okay, so the original mm-hmm. Star Wars comes out. That movie should have been shit. It should yeah. have been a terrible movie, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't. Why? Because George Lucas had to bow down to people. He had to he had to edit things down. He had to massage and direct and cut and he had great actors that came in well, except, I was going except to the Toshi station to pick up right. some power converters. Except for Hamill. <laughs> but but right. Hamill had the look though. But Hamill had the look. Yeah, we he, forgive Mark Hamill right? for bad he, acting. He had moments. he had John a John Williams score. He Yes. He had all these things and it became this iconic, fantastic thing. Flash forward, mm-hmm. he has all money and power, and he starts to twiddle around with his own with his own concepts, and he creates some of the worst movies in cinematic history. The prequels, the, right. the one, two, three, yeah. Right, why? Like, he's a good director, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Right. Air quotes, air quotes, he's a good yeah. director, air quotes. Yeah. You know, well, when you get a lot of money, when you can do whatever you want, if your vision might be skewed. Yeah. It, it might not be as good as you think it is, but if no one's going to tell you no, if no one's going to edit it, if no one's gonna, who knows what you can produce? And I, that's one of the reasons why I like movies is because movies can movies can can teach you apathy. They can teach you, um, you know, uh, you know, love and appreciation, and they can be artistic. They can be, you know, there, there's so many different things about movies. You can you can form connections with movies. You could love a bad movie, you know, and mm-hmm. and and you know. One of the best feelings in the world is when you go, oh, man, I love this movie. And someone goes, what? That movie sucks. And then you have like a debate for 25 yeah. years yeah. about why the why the movie, you know, you're, right. you're nonstop. You're like, oh, I don't know if I should be friends with you because you don't appreciate this and movie. And there's no answer to the debate. Right. Really. It's, 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 it's opinions. It's, but that's it's, all it but is. But it's still fun. It's, but, but you it's find fun the con- sport. Yeah, yeah, you find the connection, you know, and that's that's why I love it. That's why I like talking about movies. Um, you know, because there is no right or wrong. It's just kind of it's your opinion, and and you get to you, you can see the the building blocks of it. You can talk about the structure of it, but ultimately, it's it's taste and and what appeals to you and and the experience that you've had. And, and it's personal. And we, I have uh, cousins that are a lot of first cousins, and one partic- one uncle in particular that were all you know media heads and pop culture heads. And we once counted down uh, by committee. We counted down our top. 20 songs of all time or maybe even more I can't mm. remember but we got so to, hard it, oh, it is so hard and we got to talking about it and my brother Adam who's a musician himself and very thoughtful like in the middle of the discussion we did this as a, as a podcast with a special release I think only the family ended up listening to mm. it <laughs> but it was fun to do I think he ended up talking himself out of his original number one right. song, and then he he heard the song "Under Pressure," uh, you know, Bowie and and Queen, and said, "This is the number one." So I got to do redo my list. And the <laughs> and and the funny thing was, like, occasionally someone would say, "This used to be my favorite song when I was you know twenty two, right?" And now I'm almost fifty, and I have a different one. So what did the song change? No, but you but you changed, right? So you might go through things in your life that you attach yourselves to different. And same with movies, right? Absolutely, and yeah. I, I think that what that's what draws the interaction you know we're on twitter and um we have we have a, a healthy following and people that interact with us um what's the twitter you know, weekly uh at the boxers po- at Bo- boxers podcast at boxers podcast yeah okay. and um you know we we uh showcase what movie we're going to do uh our movies our podcast gets released on mondays um right i think like monday at midnight so for your morning mm-hmm. drive you you can pot it on in. tuesday yeah um Sorry, Sunday at midnight. So, so, so it'd be okay, Monday, Monday morning. All right, anyway. good. We need our boxers first thing Monday morning. <laughs> That's it. That's Don't it. leave the house without your boxers. But well, it's that but one's it's, for free, wasn't? It? No, thank you. But it's <laughs> uh, it's it's great because you know we do we do the big budget ones, but we also do the art house films, and it's awesome to have that interaction where you're talking where people are saying, "I would have never seen this movie," um, like my number one movie of last year. Uh, a lot of people said I would have never seen that movie if I hadn't heard your podcast, and it really was one of my favorites as well. And it's it's just great that you can you know open up a an art or a like or whatever the situation is to other people. It's that, really fun. That's a good teaser for our listeners. Uh, we are going to hear Wesley's. He came prepared today, which I'm very excited about. Most guests don't. He came prepared <laughs> with his top ten from last year, from 2018. Also, a list of movies and uh, projects he's excited about for 2019, and then some other cool odds and ends. Are you- 
From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? The was I and ent- the am I entertained? Can I start that again? Sorry. <laughs> am I entertained? I did it again. <laughs> Dumbass! Are you entertained? Ah! All right, sorry, sorry. It's Ed Nathanson. I'm here to give you the podcast that I've always wanted to do. That's talking about movies. That's talking about music, sports, pop culture. That's talking to some of the best people in employer branding around the world. Are you not entertained? Can I start that again? Let's play burning questions with Wesley. We're going to do the usual drill where we pepper him with some questions. Most of them are movie related. Some TV, because you will do the TV shows occasionally too, right? Yeah, yeah, we've done done Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, Basically, if it was a streaming uh, television show that really caught people's attention, um, we did, um, uh, what's that one? Uh, Russian Doll. Um, you know, yeah, the, with the, the the redhead from Orange Is the New Black. Yes, yeah, yeah, Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone. Yes, I saw that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Was that thumbs up or thumbs down? Oh or? yeah, yeah, it was. It was a big thumbs up. Okay, burning questions coming up right now. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right, here we go, Wesley. Put on your boxer's thinking hat or what have you. <laughs> um, what is no right answers here, although we'll, we'll leave it to our listening audience. But what's on your? What's a recurring show on your DVR? Uh, so there's a show from Canada called Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny, and um, it is a very odd show. It's about uh, these people who live up in a very small town in, in Canada, in Ontario, Canada, and it might. I I laugh out loud very long oh and God, very what a great hard. Tip. Uh, maybe, maybe once or twice an episode, and and it, and it's one of those shows that it, they 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 have seven episodes a season, uh, pro- six or seven uh, seasons right now. Uh, they're all on Hulu. They're a little harder to find on mm-hmm. regular uh, television, but it's come to the point where very similar to um, Rick and Morty. It's yeah. like it's like background. Like we just throw it on. Okay. You know, kind of like pe- how people treat The Office now. We mm-hmm. just kind of throw it on, and they're just, I mean, it is endlessly quotable. Um, it's really not super special and dynamic. They they literally, like, sit around in different spots and just have conversations. Mm-hmm. But the conversations are just hilarious, and it's, it it's very Canadian. So if you're not, if you don't like the Canadians, but there's, you know, hockey, there, there's, there's the hockey bros, and they just kind of talk in this very weird hockey talk. There's... Uh, there's skids, guys who are just all drugged out, and mm. you know they they do the they play video games all day and, that's the and Seth dance. Rog- that's the Seth Rogen. Community. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and uh, and they have uh, and the, and then the Hicks and the guys who are farming and oh, t- and tough guys and you know they get into fights all the time and it's it's just uh, it's very Canadian but very funny. I, I laugh all the time, so I love it. I had a friend who always said I don't trust Canadians. It's like why? It's because they look like anybody everybody else. Yeah, they could be <laughs> yeah anywhere. you could never know until they yeah. until they tell you what it's a boot. Favorite film villain? Oh, uh, favorite film villain. Oh, that's a tough one. Now I know you like the the horror movies, so I get so I guess anyone any of yeah. the um, I mean I, the bad dudes in those movies could qualify. Yeah, I, I you know you mentioned them already. I think I think my favorite one is uh, is Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I, I just think he you know he's got panache. He's he's got gravitas. He's He's, you know. cu- he's cultured and also eats people. Right. You can't say that about yeah, and too his, many. His BP never went over, uh, you know, 100 That's or whatever. Right. I mean, just just the, the, the way they the way they used him so minimally mm-hmm. made him so terrifying. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not even considering all the other uh, iterations of him. You know, the, oh the, the other movies. Yeah. I mean, not even. I mean, I yeah. loved. I, I thought Red Dragon was fantastic on its own, mm-hmm. but all the other iterations, whatever. I'm just yeah, talking I about don't, Silence I don't, of the Lambs. I don't need him opening Ray Liotta's skull. If, right. I don't need to see that scene no. ever again. Yeah. But it was just, but just like they used him so minimally. He was so terrifying, but he was so like cool. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it was just, it, it was just crazy. Um, actor Matty Blake, who's on two podcasts that we produce here, at Pod Six One Seven. It's his, um, it's his bugaboo. He hates that movie. He thinks it's totally overrated. He thinks Hopkins totally overacted, including the scene where he, you know, eats your liver with 
farm farm beans and a yeah. nice Chianti. Yeah, don't tempt me. Said, yeah. yeah. And so, but he's on an island. Sorry, Matty Blake. Uh, hey, every, everyone's got one. I think yeah. Scarface sucks. I think it's one of the worst movies ever made. Really? I that, you just Scarface. anticipated my next question. Oh, most overrated film. Would that oh, be yeah. the most overrated? Uh, yeah, pretty. Oh, that and, uh, and I think it's almost tied. I think Scarface and then... Uh, and then uh, the, uh, the the movie that came out last year, um, plot please. Oh, uh, white uh, jazz player. Uh, oh, you sings uh, saves jazz in in L.A. Oh, La La Land. Yeah, La La yeah. Land. I yeah. mean, that thing was was a was a dump. So you must have been laughing maniacally when it briefly had the oh, Academy was, Award. Oh, it was laughed. such a delight. It was <laughs> such a delight because that thing was that was a chore. I really like like yeah. this is this is what's weird. So I'm I'm very large. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm about six seven four hundred pounds, and um, I love musical theater. Mm. Like I love it. Uh, you know I'm actually really excited because. Um, the Music Man is being remade with uh, Hugh uh, Jackson, not Hugh Jackson, uh, Hugh, um, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. there you go. Hugh Jackman yeah. is going to be, Jackman, yeah. yeah, is going to be uh, Harold Hill in the new wow. in the new iteration. So I'm, I'm pumped because that's one of my all-time favorite oh, as musicals. A, as, a, as a film. As a, yeah, as a film. Oh, it's a film, okay. And so, so like, I, I mean. That must, that's his new thing, I guess. The yeah, why not? Greatest showman and, yeah. Why not? So, so I, I mean, I love, I love musicals. And so I was like, okay, here's a musical. It's got these stars in it. I'll go see it. And it was, it was like putting in work. Like I felt, <laughs> yeah. I felt like I should have gotten paid after like, Hey, great job. You made it. Here you go. You know, you know, I, I would give it a marginal thumbs up, although there were just elements that were disappointing. And in, in fact, you know, you don't want, I always say when it comes to a sports movie, for example, be brave enough to let the protagonist lose at the end. Oh, cause, sure. Cause some of the great sports movies you, you lose at the end. Conversely, though, in La La Land, with this romantic story with all its twists and turns, and then to to just pull the rug out at the end and just kind of say, no, nobody's really that happy at the end. Right. It just left me feeling empty. Right. I, I loved, uh, someone tweeted this out right after the Academy Awards. It said, hey, La La Land, so it looked like you were on the verge of something amazing and victorious, and then suddenly you just lost. How does it feel? Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, right, right back at you. Art becomes life. Right. All right. Uh, when you go to the movies... What's your go-to snacks? Uh, so I uh, sneak in a Fresca. <laughs> uh, they normally never have a Fresca. Uh, you want to know the worst thing about one of the, the worst things about me is um, when you're as large as I am, uh, you can get away with a lot as long as you're polite. Mm-hmm. So I just carry the Fresca in. <laughs> I just carry it in my hand. They're I'm not, not, gonna, I'm not gonna. They're not gonna stop. Right, sweat you over the no, fresco. No, I, well, yeah. and then I, 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 have to have a popcorn with butter. Mm-hmm. Um, if the popcorn is popping, if it's popping in the machine, yeah. I demand that popcorn right. to the point where I've actually had to have a manager come down. <laughs> like the, 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 the teenage girl was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Go." Five feet yeah. where there is hot popcorn. Well, this is hot popcorn here. It's in the po- it's it's in the it's in the warmer. No, I don't want popcorn from Tuesday. Right. That you've put sitting in under it. a heat lamp. No, right. I want the fresh popcorn. Well, it doesn't taste any different. Yes, it does. I go to the movies all the time. It tastes different. I worked at a friggin' movie theater. It tastes different. Well, I just get your manager down. Here. Yeah. I want to talk. To you. Oh, okay. And things, so the manager comes things down. turned violent at a local theater this right. afternoon when the local man when, when fat upset <laughs> cartoon character didn't. I, li- I literally look like uh, a comic book guy from uh, <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons. I'm like, oh, I need popcorn. I need butter Wes- popcorn. Wesley is exaggerating. He's he's a you are a uh, what what the ladies would call a big teddy bear. Oh, that's sure. that's to, and yeah. you're a former football then, player, so you're selling yourself short. Right. Uh, not literally selling yourself short. Uh, okay, here's a weird one. Sure. Uh, what's the best one word movie or in this case, I guess Ooh. the best one-word movie you can think of off the top of your head. Best one-word movie. Hmm. When I wrote this question, I had two in mind. I'm sure there are many, many more. I'll go with one I saw last year that made my top ten. Yeah. Uh, Mandy. Man, yeah. You know what? I so I listened to that, and now we're stepping on your top ten that's coming right. up. But that's okay. But we'll, we can do that. Um, I have never heard of this movie. And yes. when and when you said it's Barry Manilow's Mandy, was that was the Manilow part a joke? Yeah, that's oh, that's a joke. No, it's okay, not, it's not about Barry. I've Manilow. never heard of Mandy. So what is Mandy? Uh, it is uh, a fever dream LSD trip, mm-hmm. starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, uh, it's, what could uh, possibly it's go wrong? Produced by <laughs> Elijah Wood, helped produce it. Okay, um, it is. Uh, it's absolutely. Uh, I want to 
get the director's name right. Sure. Uh, Panos Cosmatos. Okay. So it's uh, made by a, cra- a feisty Greek, and it's written by Panos Cosmatos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get that clarity of vision. And it is banana sandwich crazy. Basically, <laughs> this guy and his wife, Mandy, they live up in the woods, Nick Cage, and he's fully Nick Cage the whole time. And he's Doing in Nick love Cage with, things, yeah, yeah, he's just in love with Mandy. He, he like goes and he's chopping wood, apparently, because he's up in Pacific Northwest. Right. And it's, it looks to be like the 70s, but you never really know for certain what age it is. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and this cult comes through, this crazy cult headed by uh, the guy who played uh, Bruce Wayne's father in Batman Begins. Do you remember that guy? Why do you? fall bruce oh yeah yeah that guy so you see that guy and uh and they he sees mandy walking on the road and here's the thing about mandy is that she's very off-putting like she she's she's attractive looking but not like classically attractive nick cage's love interest okay yeah and uh and he goes i need to have that girl so they rally some i need to have that girl yeah so so they uh they rally some uh psychedelic uh Monsters. So basically, these uh, these crazy bikers who are tripping on LSD so hard that they like impale their skin with spikes, and they're I mean they're they're the most disgusting creatures. And they kidnap Mandy. They kill Mandy in front of Nick Cage, and he goes insane, and then kills them all for revenge. Well, okay. And it's should it's, we have done the spoiler alert on this one? No, it's <laughs> that's listen, the premise of the movie. That's or, the pre- l- listen, a, yeah. listen. I could tell you everything about that it movie. It wouldn't matter. You your your face will be melted if really? you watch this movie. It is it is so fucked up. Yeah. Everything that you wish you could see, you see. It's it's amazing it wasn't more talked about. Oh, right? it's, yeah, it's it's bananas. Wow. It is bananas. All right, Mandy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got time for maybe a couple more. What's the best opening scene in a film? Oh, geez. Um, I think Scream. Ooh, that's a good one. Scream was really good because it just yeah. set the stage and and to have Drew Barrymore there. Just as the cold open, it just was a, the, yeah, it was almost like a short film to introduce the movie, right? right? Yeah, I mean, just it was that was just it blew me away. It, it was just so like, wait, what? what what's happening? Yeah, you know, and you just and then you're in. It just right. pu- it pulls you right in for sure. Um, and and like the rest of the movie, borrowed from other horror movies. You know, right. when a stranger called. You know, the 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 eerie voice on the other end of Absolutely. the phone. It and it just. We've all had that nightmare, you yeah. know, when you're home alone and the phone rings and and you don't recognize the voice. Yeah, that oh, I get the chills a little bit thinking about that. And one. then I think uh, last year's uh, A Quiet Place that was another one. Oh yeah, um, very similar. It just kind of set the world up. You know, yeah. you, you had this five minute opening sequence before the title kind of comes in. That just really goes, this is what you're in for. This is what we're dealing with. Now, I listened to the pod, and you enjoyed the first scene, but then we're let down by the rest of yeah, the movie. Yeah, it was, so, yeah. So, and and maybe it's been too long since I've seen A Quiet Place. It can't be that long, because it was just last year. But uh, you speak of uh, a plot hole. And so, okay, so here we go. Spoiler alert on A Quiet Place, if you haven't seen it. Hit your uh, fast forward 30 seconds or whatever. What's the plot hole? I, I I I mean, essentially, she gives birth in like four and a half seconds. Oh. So she's in the you know, and and somehow she manages to not scream. And the baby doesn't scream. Yeah. Right, the baby's yeah. not crying. Right. You know, uh, when my son was born, he was not crying, but that was because he was deprived of oxygen and had to be rushed to, uh, you know, Mass General. So oh, I'm like, so no, he's I mean, okay. He, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's, okay. he's a beautiful, you know, bouncing baby boy right yes. now. But it, it's just one of those things where, like, the whole time I'm like, all, all right. Uh, you know what? Uh, you you had me. You had me really close. Like, honestly, the easiest way to to fix that is to have have them do a C-section. Is just change. I'm dead serious. Have her do her own C-section. Wouldn't that be wild? But did they? Well, yeah. Like like you know like th- that's how you get around. Like okay, well the baby's not crying. She's not crying. Like change it around a little. But for her to give birth in the time that fireworks it takes for fireworks to go off. Yeah, it's it just really it. it well, ha- wait, did they have the means? I mean, they probably didn't have. You know, it's one of those you have to suspend reality things. That, you know, it's just a movie. Did they right. have, you know, medical stuff? How would how would they the C section? She would have died. I don't care. Do it with a piece of glass. I don't <laughs> care. You know, make it. I don't know. Figure it out. You, you know? hear that Hollywood? That's the scene Wesley wants to see. 
Right. <laughs> the, the, the right. I want to see Emily Blunt cut her stomach open and produce a baby <laughs> without crying. I want it to be like a reverse Rambo. Uh, remind me to um, put a disclaimer on this episode of the pod. It's, it's not for the, the, the children. Right. Uh, all right. I'll ask you one more question, and we're going to move to TV, and it's kind of like an essay question. So you take it in whatever direction you want. Uh, I'm going to name five TV shows that are considered among the best ever. And then you tell me what uh, belong, what doesn't belong on this list, and then maybe what's missing, if you care. And here are the five shows. Mad Men, Breaking Bad, The Wire, The Sopranos, and The Simpsons. Uh, I hated Mad Men. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. how dare you? I know. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I actually, I couldn't make it through. <laughs> I made it through seven episodes, and I was just like, I can't. I can't do it. Because it, it was too uh, cute, cute, insistent upon itself, sort of thing. I, yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe you don't I, like period I'm a, pieces. No, I, I do. I, I, I'm a really big fan of breasts. I really <laughs> like breasts. So and to get... know to know that they were locked away at an A and E situation that the, that the, like I'm watching this oh movie God. for seven episodes going come on come on and then realizing no this is A and E we're not going to see any of that you're talking about Joan Miss Harris uh, yeah if it, uh, Christina Hendricks Christina Hendricks Machi uh, and but <laughs> if, if you know but even uh, January Jones I mean if you if you want to go ahead and throw this you know on HBO. I think I think we've seen what breasts can do you for know what, Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm just I don't know. There is a scene of Don's second wife who you get to see a little bit of her tush. Yeah, but then sure. But I mean, no, but but you wanted the boob. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm I'm more a front court guy. I'd, you know, I like. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I, David Robinson and you know. You know what? Yeah, Twin it's when, when you go back and watch these shows. Um, it, I, it didn't even occur to me, having watched Mad Men, it de certainly deals with adult themes and everything, right? right. But um, I was re-watching some of it recently and then realized it was, yeah, there are no F-bombs, no. I don't think. No, yeah. no, no. It's, and it, yeah. was, it was basic cable and it's kind of kind of throwback to old basic cable, which is weird because then conversely, something like the Larry Sanders show, which I was a big fan oh, of. so awesome. Right? Um, and I mean, they're still doing Larry Sanders. That's every everything is, is everything is Larry Sanders. Yeah, like sort of. Almost, it, well, right. Yeah, like, mold breaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but at one point they put they they put it on. Uh, I don't know if it was USA or TBS or whatever, but they censored out the swear words, right. and that sucked the fun out of it oh, because yeah. you need you need Artie. You know, telling Hank to shut the fuck up and, right. <laughs> and then that kind of thing. By the way, so you're a good person to ask. Did you see? I think a lot of people missed this. Jimmy Fallon um, did an episode of The Tonight Show, like Larry Sanders. Did you yeah, see it? I did. I, I caught. Um, I caught like a, like the YouTube compilation of it. So okay. there was like a couple scenes. I didn't watch the whole Jimmy Fallon episode, but. Yeah, I thought it was great. With you know, they cut to the back room. They cut to the guests. It was it was really well done. Everyone secretly thinks Jimmy is an asshole. They right. Would, like it, it was. I mean, they nailed it. Right. Like uh, five minutes into it, I texted my cousin, who's a huge fan. I said, Mikey. That some of this Fallon stuff is an homage to Larry Sanders. I I didn't realize it was going to be this gimmick the whole episode. And right. Then Ten minutes later, I go, "They're doing Larry Sanders. You got to see this." And uh, yeah, everything. They had Tina Fey as a guest. You yeah. know, whisper in, in in his ear. You know, during the break, how much he was an asshole and things like that. So it was it it was. Um, Larry Sanders fans, you got to go back YouTube that or whatever. We're gonna get to Wesley's top list, top top ten movies of 2018, which of course are all still available. It's the world we live in. I love the way you review old movies, by the way, because why not? Right. If you haven't seen it, then I I, I want to yeah. hear the review. And uh, some other doodads. We're gonna talk to Wesley um, from the podcast, The Boxers. Find it on I. Usually tell people just find it on iTunes. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, we are the only the boxers. The boxers. There's no one. There's no one else. Right. Uh, before we do that, let me take a minute to tell you about a podcast you should be listening to. We're proud to produce a podcast called Are You Not Entertained? Featuring Eddie Nathanson of Red Pill Talent. All episodes appear on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country. You see, kids, companies need talent. Ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people. 
But on the podcast, he also has a crazy amount of fun blasting you with pop culture from Spider-Man to Seinfeld. See, Wesley, I'm talking your uh, language right now, right? From Tom Brady to Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur. Subscribe, share, and consume this delicious podcast. Are you not entertained at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. Mm. All right. Back with Wesley. So what do you want to do first? Let's do the, should we do top 10 of... uh, 2018? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do last year. Okay. Uh, so when when Marcus and I were coming up with, you know, how what are we going to do for a podcast, we realized that unless you're going to see the movie that weekend, um, a review of the movie, it needs to be instantaneous. It needs to be in your pocket, basically yeah. while you're watching the film. So we kind of went a different direction and said, okay, what about home release? And I think that a lot of us have had that Sunday afternoon when football is no longer on television. And you're like, "What mm. am I going to watch?" God, isn't and, that depressing? Yeah, and you when can Sunday rolls around. Yeah, yeah you can, yeah. you can, you can on demand movies now. You could hit up the Redbox, you know, at your CVS or local grocery store. There's there's ways to get these movies. But sometimes a movie passes in the theater, and you saw the preview for it. You go, "Oh man, I really want to." see that yep. but then you go and rent it and it's a piece of crap yep. and you're like why did i like i was excited for it i didn't even know that it was bad mm-hmm. you know and we all use rotten tomatoes but unfortunately that's just a binary it was good it was bad it's yeah not, that is a flaw a real that is a flaw in the tomatoes and, yeah and we were yeah we were talking before we started recording about how uh well i might step on one of your movies here yeah, no but, worries. but but paddington 2 is by statistics the best movie of all time according to yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Best reviewed movie. Of right. All time. Well what it really is is the movie that no critic turned a thumb down to. Right. It doesn't necess- if you asked all those critics, is it the greatest movie ever, uh, across the board they'd probably say, well, no, nah, I mean it's not better than The Godfather. You know, right. it's Paddington too. So um anyway, so you were saying. So right, so that's not the be all end all. Yeah, and and so you know, that's kind of how how our podcast is uh, developed. And so, you know, yeah, we we are talking about movies that are late, but what's great and this is you know what's great about Pod Six One Seven, you know, is, he, is you put your podcast out there. You get it on a platform. It is there forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have people that have contacted me and talked to me about a podcast I did two years ago. I yep. said, "Oh, hey, you talked about that. That was so funny." But and I'm kind of like, "Hey, you want to you know get with the times here?" But the point is, is that you're putting some. As long as you're you know going to pay the fee to to keep it on the website somewhere, yes, uh, you know it's it's there for as long as you need it. And you know we get uh, by our metrics, we get you know ten, fifteen listens a week for pods that we did months and months ago it's it's not like a radio program or once it's there it's gone you're, so so it's it's a lot of fun you're making the same speech i make to so many people is for many reasons you can't measure it like against like a tv show or something but that's probably the biggest one is once a tv show is aired it gets its rating it's done same you know in a matter of speaking with movies you know all, most of the uh i mean it'll stream afterwards but the, the box office numbers are kind of like a static thing with podcasts it it's you build and then you build some more yeah. and your audience can grow. Um, you know, the first week your podcast might like the podcast we launch here. Sometimes, you know, they'll have only, you know, a couple hundred people uh, tuning into the first episode. And I say, well, but it's not over yet. Like right. it's just starting. Your numbers will grow. And as your numbers grow, it could be episode one that catches a few more hits and on and on you go and it lives forever. And yours, yours, uh, the boxers is, absolutely appropriate for this medium because people can go back probably as far as two years back in your library that you can see, you know, you go to iTunes, you see the name of the episode, it'll say what uh, Wesley Marcus are reviewing and you'll go, hey, I, I always wanted to see that, but I wonder if I should and they and they listen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All so right. so, uh, so, so my, my top 10 of 2018, this is Wesley's top 10. Uh, so number one was uh, You Were Never Really Here. It was a, a, an Amazon movie. Um, got a little bit of run in the theater. Now, this this shocked me. And why did you start at number one? You're supposed to start at number 10. Have you never done a countdown before? No, I've never done a countdown. You want to <laughs> okay. redo no, it? No, 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 no. We can redo it. No, 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 See, no. Got, nah, no. No, 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 no. So hold on. But but uh, I'm not going to stop you on every entry. But um, this is this is 
uh, your list. This is not uh, your partner's list. No, no. Okay. We, we, we combined them and did some fuzzy math and okay. came up with stuff. But this is this is. So just I'm not going to stop in all of them. But this one, I, I don't think I've heard of this movie before. What's it called? Sorry. Yeah. So it's uh, you were never really here. You were it's, never really here. It's uh, directed by Lynn Ramsey, written by Lynn Ramsey. That's a woman. Mm. Uh, it stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and he is a really effed up guy. Uh, former um, either Marine or you know he's military. Right. And he looks like a homeless person. You have no really concept of what he's doing, but you can tell he's he's having a real bad go. And you find out that um, what he does for a job is he finds girls who have been kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. Oh, wow. And uh, the way, he, Topical. The way yeah. he frees them is with a ball-peen hammer. So he he studies the point of entry, he knows the place, and he goes in with nothing but a hammer, and he just beats the shit out of anybody that he comes across what, with his hammer. And <laughs> so the hammer is used for the bad guys? Or it's oh, yeah. To, oh, okay. Yeah, he just like, he, cr- he croaks the bad guys and then saves oh, the Oh, so girls. this is like signature weapon, yeah. kind of like uh, Javier Bardem yeah. in um, No Glory for All. Yeah, and, and so he, he does this, and, um, and he rescues this one girl, and all of a sudden, his whole world crumbles. Everything that he thought and mm. that he held of value uh, gets turned on its head. So it's action thriller. It's action thriller. The wow. action is is mostly implied. You don't actually see okay. it on film. Um, but I mean, the best thing I can say about this movie is that you would have no concept that this movie was directed by a woman. Mm. I mean, it is so visceral and um, the farthest and thing from a rom com. Yeah. It's just. Okay. It's just. It's. And and it's uh, to me, Joaquin, that he wasn't nominated for anything was is an absolute crime. Uh, I I this movie stuck with me for a week, week and a half. Wow. I just I just kept thinking about it. There are shots in it that are just so beautiful. So I, I recommend it to every anyone. Um, you know, if even if you don't like it, which I, I've only met one person who was like, eh, it was all right. They still thought about it and were like, you know, this part was messed up. This was great, and it's 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 just a movie that gets people talking, and that's why I loved it. I heard you talk about it with your partner Marcus on your podcast. You missed an opportunity to zing him because he said you would never guess this was directed by a woman. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> well, he hates if you, women. If you that's take usually, that, that's yeah, just, there you go. He, clearly, yeah. clearly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My number two, number two, number two was uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I heard great things, and my, oh, my I haven't goodness. seen it. My son it's, has seen this, and I haven't seen it. It's it's a it's a walking art piece. Wow. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's so interesting. It might be the best representation of uh, Peter Parker uh, in all of uh, Spider fandom. Yeah, um, it's animated, right? Yeah, it's yeah. animated, which might turn people off. Some some of it's a little goofy. But it's so strong, it's so powerful, and I'm a teacher by trade, and mm-hmm. the the representation of having an African American Hispanic Spider Man um, is so great. There's a female Spider Man, um, so different Spider people yeah, show up. Yeah, the like, Spider Verse. So, so, oh, so it's all the Spider Men. So are, it's all, okay. all of the it's the multiverse, and yeah. they all kind of collapse into one place to to save you know Earth and the the multiverse, and but. They don't bog you down with science crap. It really it moves. It's just it's just a fun fun movie, Excellent. and uh, I can't wait to own it. I think I'm actually going to go buy it right after we're done here. Why do you buy movies? That's the other thing I don't understand. So Is I it- I buy movies so that I can give them to other people. Really? So I so when I talk to someone and I say you know you you were never here. Oh, best example my my one of my very good friends Nate had never seen John Wick. Okay. And so I said, "You've never seen John Wick." He goes, "I've never, I've never seen John Wick." I'm going to get John Wick, and I'm going to bring it over to you, mm-hmm. and we are going to watch John Wick. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. We had a nice little bonding man time, and then I said, "Here is John Wick two. You may enjoy this at wow. your leisure. I will pick this up at another time because we're friends, and I can hunt you down. I know where you live, and mm. maybe we'll go see John three in the theater. What do you say?" Yeah. And so, so I've, I've, uh, I use it as an opportunity to sustain relationships to build relationships that's the greatest answer to that question because because yeah. I, I of course my dumb head i'm thinking you don't have to buy anything anymore you can right. you can own it digitally you know but sometimes that, it's not available or you go oh let's right. look at comcast oh it's not on comcast it's on you know la 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 or whatever yeah but that's that's just and i always say in in going through life if you want to they they say it's all about relationships and it really is and if you want to you know, build your relationship with people, whether it's professional or personal reasons. 
to be thoughtful is a huge thing. And, and it's an old trope, you know, it's the thought that counts. But it, if if you really think of the meaning of that phrase, it is, it is completely true. Think about it if you get well, – one of the best gifts I ever got, my friend Amy got me. We're not even that close, but I invited her to <laughs> – uh, I love you, Amy, but we don't see each other that often. I remember I invited her to my 40th birthday party, and we had gone to summer camp together. She gave me a framed picture of, like, just kind of the lake at our camp. Unmistakably Beautiful. our yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. No people in the picture, but unmistakably our, the camp that we attended together – and I almost started crying. I'm like, this yeah. is the nicest thing. It's like a, it's like this nice, thoughtful little, it, you know, probably cost her like 11 bucks or something or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So there you go. So so you use movie. That's that's awesome. I'm going to steal that uh, the technique, Wesley. I hope no. you don't mind. No, okay. not at all. Yeah. Um, number and two. I have a gift for you. It, oh. Yeah. It's a toaster, though. Oh. Well, oh. Well, all right. Well, we got to work on that. I do like Sorry. bread. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, number three was a documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, all about uh, Fred Rogers. Uh, just blew me away. It was yeah, unbelievable. Me too. I cried during oh, the, many the, part, times. the part. I have a son with autism. I took him to the movie. He, oh, yeah. he, he liked it. And um, there's a kid who's uh, not developmentally challenged, challenged, but physically challenged in the movie. That that part just... Uh, oh, yeah. You, you know, I like you. Yeah. I, I like you just the way you are. Just unbelievable. Crushed. Crushed. Yep. Uh, number four, Paddington 2. The aforementioned Paddington yeah, yeah, just, the, just it, it is, uh, I use this word on the podcast for movies that just get you in the feels. It is, it is a delight. Here is a, a, a bear, an am, animated bear, who believes that doing the right thing and being kind will yield good results. Mm. And uh, he, he goes to prison, okay? <laughs> he goes to prison, and in prison, he realizes that everyone is so mean because they're eating terrible food. And so he goes to the cook, and the cook is so mean because right. the cook doesn't have any friends. And so he befriends the cook. Mm. They make marmalade sandwiches, which then yields to the other prisoners saying, well, I have a recipe for steak. I have a recipe. And then all of a sudden now, there's all these foods that are coming out of the, the kitchen in the prison, and everyone goes from being mean and nasty to kind and gentle to each other, and they're all wearing floral prints, and it's... it's And it, it works. It's hysterical. Yep. It's a great message, and Hugh Grant uh, is the quote-unquote uh, villain, like, kind of dastardly guy, yeah. and he plays one of the uh, absolutely hysterical... Uh, he plays an actor who n is no longer getting acting work, mm -hmm. and he has all of his former roles uh, like up in his attic. So all of the costumes, mm -hmm. and he has conversations with himself as his different <laughs> former roles. Former characters, yeah. It's, unbel it's, it's so well done. It's so great. The irony, Wesley, is that someone made a movie about a bear that goes to prison and it wasn't Seth MacFarlane. That's oh, really yeah. weird if you think about that it. That is true. <laughs> I, th I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a that's a gay porno of a bear that goes <laughs> I'm to prison. Sure, there were anyway. many. I'm sure there uh, were many. Yes. Uh, number five was Mandy again, uh, blood soaked uh, banana sandwich movie. It would just blow your face <laughs> off. Uh, number six was Avengers: Infinity War. I'm a huge dork. I love superheroes, and that that had such high expectations, and it reached it. And mm -hmm. I was cheering, and I love all that crap. I love. Give me some special effects. Give me some stuff blowing up. Doesn't mean it's the best movie ever. Just means that. For two hours and fifty minutes, or however forever mm -hmm. long it was, I was like, "All right, show me some powers, do some cool stuff." It's just amazing everything they've done with comic book movies. Just one recent example was in True Detective season three. Have you seen it? I haven't. Okay, so no spoilers here. But one of the actors is that shows up in the in the series is Michael Rooker, mm -hmm. and um, I'm just trying to explain to someone who he was and. When you go online, you look. Yeah, he's, Yondu. Yeah, he's now. No, what's the character's name? Yondu. Yondu. He's now known for that. Yeah, he's a big and, blue guy. And I, <laughs> and I knew him as he uh, he kind of broke out with the indie movie uh, Henry Porter of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen, you should. It's a, a wonderfully dark horror movie. And wasn't he also? He was also in um, uh, Walking Dead. He was the the brother. Quite right? possibly, yeah. yeah. I wasn't a Walking Dead person. He was in the movie JFK. He played yeah. an assistant DA. He was in the movie Eight Men Out, one of my favorite baseball movies. And, but now, now he has been he has been taken over by the comic book 
universe because that's all. So are you completely satisfied with the way comic book movies have gone? Because this is this is the golden era now. Yeah. Right? So I mean, if it's Marvel, it's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, specifically, the production company Marvel. So Sony, uh, actually, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a Sony production mm-hmm. uh, made with Marvel. Uh, they don't have the greatest track record, uh, but uh, event, uh, but anything that comes out of Marvel Studios, I it gets my money. Okay. So Disney, I I I'll I'll, I'll hail the mouse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm with you there. All uh, right. Uh, uh, number seven, uh, Star is Born. Uh, I mean, just a great just a great film. It's yeah. just a solid film, even though it's a remake of a remake of a remake. It's still very well. It hits you in the feels. It, you know, you cry a little bit. I really it's thought a beautiful song. Just, just, uh, just stop to think about this. Like the 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 Academy Awards, there's just so much swirling politics. It's almost hard to keep track of why people are actually winning, right? And why uh, Rami Malek won. I don't, I don't see. I, I have no idea. I don't see how Bradley Cooper didn't win. How I can I don't know? You know, um, he. he he transformed himself, and right. he, you know he could have done it in the normal Bradley Cooper voice, and still would have been good. Right. Instead, he just he learned how to talk like that, and, yeah. it, and it totally worked. Yeah. Uh, number eight was mm-hmm. uh, Black Klansman. It was a movie that stuck with me. I was a little disappointed in the heavy handedness of the ending, mm. but um, because to me, uh, you can draw the it, Spike did such a good job of drawing the line between hey, just because this happens in the past doesn't mean it's not happening now. Yeah, you could really follow it, and then he really smashes you over the head with it at the end. At the end with the and, yeah Charlestown well, like, footage. Yeah, and it's uh, like I appreciate Sorry, that Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. You know, it's like I appreciate that. I understand that, yeah. but it, it was it just felt super like you already you already had a piece of art that made that point. Yep. So to then, I mean, I guess some people need that. I guess some people need to be shook awake. I I, I, I like subtlety. That's just kind of what, you know, I'm, will, I'm trying to read into it anyway. And I, yeah. you know, I think at one point David Duke is like, yeah, we, we're trying to make America great again. And, you yeah. know, like, you know, it's like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you could buy into it as you see. I'm with you. Uh, number nine, uh, The Favorite. Mm. Um, it was uh, just a masterpiece. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, another crazy Greek. Mm. Um, he makes non-linear movies, um, movies that end with no uh, real, uh, like, like definitive end. They just kind of let you hang. Yep. Um, he's just his. They're visually stunning. His tracking shots, everything about it is stunning. And, oh yeah. And the acting is fantastic. Uh, in that he, movie. Yeah, he employs a, a interesting kind of camera that almost makes it look like you're looking through some kind of a prism. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I'm not describing I, no, it well, I, yeah. but it's unique. I, I I have to ask you something about the favorite because I just I just saw it just a few weeks ago. Uh, loved it. Loved um, f- loved most of it. Um, the Emma, right. the one thing that was interesting was the Emma Stone character. Uh, she is, I suppose, if you had to pick one, the main character of the right. film, and yet you're kind of rooting for her. And then at some point it's, in the in the middle, it's like, wait a minute, should I be rooting for her? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. like she just did some pretty nasty stuff. No, it's fantastic. But so I need to ask you. So here's here's a spoiler alert, listeners. I'm going to spoil the ending. Um, I, I I am a little confused in, <laughs> as to the ending. So, so so what I took from it was that in her mad quest for power, um, she she usurped someone who was the favorite she became the favorite right but that wasn't her goal okay she didn't like the point of so once she got there she decided this wasn't what i wanted after all well because rachel rachel weiss's character was able to control the queen right she she had a hand on her she could i mean there are times where she physically abuses the queen yeah where she kind of prevents herself while she is still subservient she prevents herself from being completely walked over Mm -hmm. Emma didn't have that. So she replaced, she thought that this is what Rachel Weiss, this is what her character is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in this relationship. And then when she got into that relationship, she she wasn't the same person. And so it wasn't the same. Yeah. And so she still, so she had to, you know, clean the, the queen's wounds and, and do all these things that Rachel Weiss never had to do. Right. You know, so she actually didn't get the power that she wanted. It just it to me it ended kind of abruptly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Yorgos, man. That's, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was he, one he of those where where the screen goes blank and you're like, please, no what? credits, please, what? no credits, yeah. and the credits like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He made a movie called The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is just, I mean, it is a total whacked out movie. Mm. It's weird. Um, 
uh, I recommend it to to real film heads because mm. it's it'll make you it'll make you question some things and think about things and you'll have it's a meal you'll have you'll have conversations for days about that <laughs> movie. Uh, and then my my uh, the last one is tenth, on uh, list, tenth yeah. is is eighth grade. Um, just an unbelievable movie. It captures what eighth grade is right now is in a, America. Uh, the Jonah Hill movie? Uh, Bo Burnham okay. was his name. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, from Beverly. Uh, was a comedian, and, and he just oh, yeah. okay. he just wrote and directed. It's his first movie. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm confusing with Jonah Hill's movie was called like 1990 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It was about the mid-90s. Mid-90s. Okay, yeah. sorry. And, uh, Set that aside. No, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, so. so Bo Burnham. Yeah, eighth grade, fantastic. Eighth grade. I wow. just uh, highly recommend it. The, the girl, the lead character, uh, she's she's really wonderful. And it's, it's one of those movies that it's rated R. Uh, I don't know why it's rated R. I have no, I have no, hmm. no idea that there is some tense moments there's some uncomfortable moments in it and you know when you're dealing with 13 year olds and sexuality sure it's it's uncomfortable but there's no nudity there's no language i i don't i think i think people just they got overly cautious but this mm. is a movie that i would definitely encourage parents to watch with their children because it it makes you have real conversations especially boys i think if boys were to watch this movie because it gets you kind of into the mind of a girl in current society and what they may be struggling with, what what they may be going with, and it's it's worthwhile. Great tip. I will watch it with my son. And this is coming from a school teacher, people. Yeah. So you know he knows of what he speaks. So we got maybe a few minutes left, Wesley. Do you want to do the um, looking ahead to twenty nineteen? Oh yeah, there, there's the, a lot. Of, there's a lot of great movies. Okay. Um, I mean, aside from the thousands and thousands of. Um, sequels that are coming mm-hmm. out unfortunately sorry uh sorry you go to them so they make them uh stop going to them i they won't know make them but anymore. it's annoying yeah. isn't it it's an it is annoying like the it's it's why when you get like a uh, quiet place or you know just a movie with a very interesting premise the quiet place is the only recent example i can think of it makes you appreciate it all the more anyway so, so, I'll, so yeah. I'll give you i'll give you a couple movies that are not sequels okay. uh, to go to uh yesterday it's a new Danny Boyle film, the guy who did Slumdog Millionaire. He hasn't mm-hmm. done a film in quite a while. Um, it's about a guy who um, gets into an accident. When he wakes up from his accident, um, no one remembers the Beatles. Okay, so I've heard about this. Yeah, and, and this is a, this is a great example. And, of, and somehow yeah. they got—I don't know if they they uh, did something to Michael Jackson's estate or something—but they got all the rights to all the Beatles songs. Okay. So, so this <laughs> might be this might be the most expensive movie ever ever made because it has literally every Beatles song in it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and so he decides, since no one knows the Beatles, mm-hmm. he decides to sing the Beatles songs, and he becomes world famous. Wow. And it's uh, pretty interesting. I'm sure uh, Chachi Lepret is going to be in the theater. Yes. Day. We'll have to check. And, and it's funny because what you said, because there are very few movies that feature Beatles songs. On mm-hmm. When we the we produced the the Shawshank um, podcast here, and they tra- they did a list of best movie songs, and there was just one, and it was Come Together plays in uh, a Bronx Tale, right. in, the, in the rumble scene of the, the in the Bronx Tale, and. It, it's just weird. It must. It obviously has something to do with the rights and them tied up and everything. So uh, yeah, and thank yeah, you for the shout out to Jackson. Chachi. Chachi is Chachi would be the first one online, I imagine. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> I, it's Danny. I mean, Danny Boyle makes good films. He just makes good films. He, he I don't even even Sunshine was a good film. Yeah. Um, if you know what the hell I'm talking Sunshine about. Sunshine of the congratulations. Uh, not, uh, it was no, just no, no. Sunshine. Yeah, it's called Sunshine. It's yeah. about it's about uh, they're on a, a the sun is dying. They're going to the sun to restart the sun essentially mm-hmm. and they're on a ship and uh they all get cabin fever and they uh, uh this beast this solar beast is killing everyone in the sh- in the ship by the That's way that would be fantastic. a good that would be a good name for a podcast if you know what i'm talking about congratulations yeah, yeah. if you <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately some podcasts I've listened to have been like, "Holy shit, what the hell is going on here?" Yeah. So, you know, like <laughs> if good. I knew, if I knew this guy, it's you good. know, uh, Rocket Man. Uh, it's yeah. not about a guy in a rocket ship. It's uh, Elton John. Uh, for me, this is what Bohemian Rhapsody should be. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's going to be good. Mm. Um, Taron Edgerton can actually sing, so they're going to. So he's going to sing like yeah, Elton. he's he's okay. doing the it, um, in the preview for it. It's him singing. That's him at the piano singing. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited for this film. I think Elton John's life is very interesting and fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy bro- the guy can write songs within 15 minutes. He actually said if you can't write a song within 15 minutes, it's probably not good. Mm. Um, so it's b- very impressive. And you know, the well, whole- he wrote everything with Bernie. Uh, to- yeah. 
Topin, right? Topin, whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, and I assume he'll be depicted in the movie. But yeah, we we I mean the 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 Queen. I didn't hear your review of Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, but. It's, it's shit. It's it's just shit. It's just terrible. And people who say that they liked it, they liked it because Queen's music is so powerful. Well, Queen's music is okay. so powerful that it will make you forget that what you're watching is an edited, garbage fueled nightmare. That it makes absolutely no sense. And the pe- and the problem is, is because the guys in Queen who aren't Freddie Mercury are so full of themselves, mm. they imagine that people give a shit about them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I want to see the guy in the spandex with mm-hmm. the crazy mustache and the golden pipes. Yeah. I don't care about a guy who might be a Mensa candidate. I don't care. I don't care about you. That's great. You play bass. He sings. I want to hear about the singer. Uh Brian, Brian May, if you're listening, the the thoughts of Wesley don't necessarily reflect yeah, the I'm thoughts just, of this podcaster. Yeah, all right. But it was disappointing. I'll give you that. Okay, uh, we move on. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. This is a James Mangold film. It's going to star Christian Bale, Matt Damon, and uh, my personal binky, John Bernthal. Mm. Um, it's the story. This is a very expensive film, $100 million budget, so I'm very interested to see what they do. Uh, this is the story of Le Mans. Uh, where Ferrari was dominating and uh, Shelby came up with the Shelby Cobra to battle the Ferrari mm. uh, and hopefully win Le Mans. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, you yeah, might, yeah. You can Google it. But um, I mean, right. the actors in it is huge. The director's huge. Um, I hope it does well. Yeah, so um, podcasting icon Adam Carolla uh, is a huge racing guy mm. and has done a couple of documentaries. And if I'm not mistaken, he did a documentary on this very subject. But he has said he is really looking forward to this movie. It looks like they're 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 going to get it right. So that that that's a cool one. Because and right, a story that that most of us probably just don't know because no. you know having not known too much about racing. So um, Ad Astra. That's a. It's not about uh, Ed Asner. It's it's a <laughs> completely different movie. Uh, it's a science fiction movie starring uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones. And wow. basically, uh, Brad Pitt is uh, he's a spaceman. And he's got to go find his father, and uh, who's Tommy Lee Jones. And there's all sorts of stuff in it. Wow. Uh, James Gray directs it. It's uh, it was fifty-five million dollar budget, so it should be pretty nice. But good mm-hmm. actors, it could be pretty good. I uh, feel like Tommy Lee. We haven't seen Tommy Lee in anything. No, I'm, recently, I, I, right? He's Since... he's real old now. It's, yeah, he's one of those guys. There, there are guys, uh, Clint Eastwood, for example, mm. who have been old since like 1987. <laughs> they've been, yeah. they've been old forever, and then all of a sudden you, t- you, oh shit, you're like real old now. Yeah. So I th- I'm worried that you're gonna get a look at Tommy Lee Jones and be like, oh, uh, you know, get him some Metamucil, let him sit down. The ultimate know. example is Wilford Brimley. Oh, absolutely. Who, yeah, when he made Cocoon, was like. For, was like younger than I am now. He was, and he was, I, Tom, he was, uh, like, he was Tom Cruise's age. So yeah. Tom Cruise when he filmed <laughs> yeah. no, Dead Serious. So so when Tom Cruise uh, filmed uh, Fallout, uh, okay. the the last uh, the last Bond Mission movie. Impossible, uh, Mission Impossible, sorry, uh, right where he did all his own stunts. Yep, he's the same age as Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, jeez, yeah, in the, diet and exercise. Did well, never... in the in the movie The Firm, he, uh, Brimley is one of the bad guys, and and, and Cruise kind of tangles with him and it's an uncomfortable moment in the movie because like Tom Cruise you're going to beat up this old man but <laughs> in real life he was only like 10 years younger than right. him or something like that yeah. well it's, it's like uh, you ever see Blue Bloods uh, no. I, I, I ruined that show for my <laughs> for my mother-in-law so Blue Bloods is a, uh, I guess decent formulaic uh, you know cop show mm-hmm. but um, what's his name the guy with the great mustache um, Sam Elliott no. oh Tom Selleck Tom, so Tom Selleck plays the commissioner mm-hmm. he's got this actor who plays his dad. So mm. Selleck is the commissioner of the NYPD, and then this other actor is his father. They're four years apart in real <laughs> age. I'm like, this poor son of a bitch. How do you like that? I know. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other the other movies I'm interested in is uh, the Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They just had a, uh, a trailer released. Looks pretty good. Uh, Gem- no, wait a minute. Once... once, once uh- is is the is that a remake of something? No, no, no. It's no, no. A, okay. it's an original movie. Okay, um, sure. Uh, it's gonna it's like loosely ties in '60s Hollywood and then um, uh, Manson. Um, oh, okay. So just no more kung fu, Quentin. If you're listening, yeah, we've had enough of of limbs removed and spurting blood. Right. for my taste, anyway. Uh, Gemini Man uh, is a Ang Lee film. It's a, one of his new films, and it's a Will Smith. Basically, uh, it's a, Will Smith is like this. Uh, world-class assassin 
and he's battling a younger assassin who seems to know his every move. Mm-hmm. Everything he does, this guy's already ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Ang Lee's directing it makes me intrigued. And if we could get Will Smith to ever do a good movie again, I think that would be really something special. That leads me to my question. What, what would you say Will Smith's batting average is? Like if Daniel Day-Lewis... Oh, is, is almost a thousand, right? Almost a thousand in terms of performances. Not all the movies right, are right, classic, right. but um, what's Will Smith? He's right now. He's probably four hundred. He's, he's probably like three hundred. Like he's he's down. Which, I mean, which is which is, which is bad in movies. It's bad in movies. Good in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, not so good movies. Well, yeah. you consider. What I would he, say th- you consider th- what he started at. I mean, yeah. he he was as close to a thousand as you could get. He yeah. was because it was just Will Smith being charismatic and being wonderful, and then he just started. I don't know if it was Scientology. I don't know if, yeah. it's, if it was his kids. I don't know what happened, but he just started just saying yes to things that made no sense. It really didn't have an ending. He should have been the the next Eddie Murphy, like the the good you know right young Eddie Eddie. You know, no offense, Eddie, but you know. no worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the la- the last two that I'm really excited that yeah. most people probably don't know about: uh, Brightburn. Um, it's uh, James Gunn uh, it produced it, and his his brothers wrote the movie. Basically, the concept is: what if Superman, uh, so an alien lands, it's a human baby. These people take it in. What if that wasn't a good idea? Mm. What if he wasn't nice? So it's not Superman. It's it's not, but he has all Superman's powers really? essentially. And from Krypton, though, uh, I don't I don't think so. I think it's okay. just gonna, they're going to leave it kind of you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, oh, like Superman might be copyrighted, but laser eyes and freezing breath and super strength and flying are not copyrighted. So you can thank do, goodness yeah. you can do whatever you like. And then the last one is Knives Out. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who made that absolute shit Star Wars movie. Uh, he's back doing. Wait, which one was it? Did uh, he make episode? Uh, he, he did episode eight, the last one. Um, oh, I'm with you. I didn't like that. That one. was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's back, uh, hopefully, because because he made his bones um, making like crime dramas, um, mm-hmm. and so this is a this is a crime drama drama noir style mystery with Chris Evans and Daniel Craig. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Love it. So those those movies are not sequels. Yeah, right. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. I, I love it. Um, well, Wesley, I hope you had fun. I, I think sure we did. covered a lot of ground. I really talked a lot, and, and <laughs> thank goodness, because I had a microphone in front of my face. He's being taken out of the studio now like James Brown after an epic, epic performance. The harding work, hardest working man in podcast. Uh, Wesley Burrow from the podcast The Boxers. Please check it out on iTunes. Subscribe. Give them five stars. Lord, they they deserve it. And the podcast is free. What do you want for your money? Um, So subscribe to The Boxers and also take a look at all the pods we have at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. If you'd like your own podcast, just visit the website. There's lots of buttons you can click on to figure out how we can help you become a star as well. You could be the next Wesley Burrow and just talk about movies all day. How great would that be? Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you like this podcast, like it, share it, share it with a friend or a colleague, and we will be your best friend. Thanks again, and enjoy your day, Boston.